have to go back! Welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And if you remember, last time on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast, we reviewed Polar Express. Mm. And so we decided to review something that it's polar opposite, the 2000 movie Reindeer Games. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, Just, I mean, (laughs) off the bat. I'm going to ask in a very heavy-handed way, Ricky, have you mm-hmm. seen this movie before? Absolutely not. <laughs> Nor had I. And so this is what happens. This this is this is <laughs> this is what happens. Everyone's miracle. This is what happens when we pick movies not from our childhood. You, this is why you always leave a note. Uh, and, and and also uh, uh, to be a little clear. Our original thing was Jumanji 2. The Jumanjining is coming out in theaters, and we thought Christmas games, reindeer games, title mm. alone. Yeah, and so we, we this really... was purely based on title, just like Darkman was. If I if I could go back, if I could go back, <laughs> I'd really push for Zathura. But we, you know, we just did Polar Express, and I feel like there would have been a lot of overlap. So we're here. Uh, we're going to be positive about this. We are going to we're going to pan for gold. Here's here's my thing, Ricky. Here's my thing. I lo- I really look forward to the Christmas movies because there's a certain charm to them, uh-huh. and and Polar Express uh, uh, delivered that in abundance by the trainful. <clears throat> this is different, and it's different than even this is different than even like Die Hard Christmas, which mm-hmm. is which is what I was expecting. Yeah, which is what I this really. Um, if if you're categorizing movies, <laughs> if you're categorizing movies by uh, uh, Christmas movies by naughty and nice, this is a this is a very naughty Christmas film. I feel like that's maybe enough preamble, Grayson. We'll have plenty of time to explain ourselves. I don't once know. We, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't once know. we review it, <laughs> I don't know. So, Reindeer Games is a 2000 action thriller. Um, And it has this synopsis. After assuming his dead cellmate's identity to get with the other man's girlfriend, already off to a great start, an ex... I'm really more of a visual learner. I (laughs) could use a diagram. (laughs) An ex-convict finds himself a reluctant participant in a casino heist. So, basically, Ben Affleck plays our lead character, Rudy, Rudolph, Reindeer, Rudy, get it? Nick, Saint Nick. Yeah, yeah, his cellmate is Nick. And Nick, both of them are about to be released from prison, and Mm -hmm. it's Christmas time. We cannot emphasize that enough. Yeah, I also can't emphasize enough that his name is Rudy, not Rudolph, because we see his license, and it's just, it's R-U-D-Y. Yeah, yeah, like uh, Sean Astin. Yep. Man, we should do that movie. Sean Astin was was in Reindeer Ru- Games. Rudy. We should, we oh, should. okay. Yeah, <laughs> we should have reviewed Rudy. It's, 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 it's almost Christmas time, and it's Christmas. It's Christmas, uh, and all Nick can talk about is how he 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 met a pen pal person who's been writing to him in prison, and he's like, "Yeah, I can't wait to go and meet my girl." Um, that I don't really know in person. Keeps on reading all his letters, all his love letters, uh, to and from his um, alleged mystery lover. And uh, Ben Affleck is like, hey, 
I maybe have a crush on her because of all those letters you read out loud. Cut to Nick gets killed real bad. And he tells Rudy in his dying wish, tell her I couldn't make it, uh, but I wanted to. And so... Yeah, he gets uh, shanked in a uh, a prison food fight because someone doesn't understand the rules of a food fight. Uh, with a cameo appearance of Isaac Hayes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, and so then very guilt-written and downtrodden Rudy goes out um, upon release and he sees the girl. The girl is exactly who she says she is. Nick was given a bunch of pictures from her and it's just like poster, like collage style all over their cell. And so he sees her and then he actually goes and says, hey... I'm Nick. And so he just takes on Nick's identity and they do things that I assume people who get HBO understand. Lots of um, making up for lost times. Lots of stuff that wasn't in Polar Express. (laughs) Uh, And so um, the love interest uh, played by Charlize Theron, which fun fact, if you search Charlize Theron pronunciation it's just a video of her it's like just telling you exactly yeah. how to say her name. Charlize and it's, Theron, yeah. Char- Charlize Theremin, and it's amazing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but she uh, plays Ashley in, in this yes. movie. Yeah. And so she plays Ashley. She's the love interest in this, and um, she thinks that he is Nick. And because he, you know, lied to her and told her he was. It's real uh, Shakespearean. But, yeah. Right. But then her brother uh, comes in and is trying to convince him into joining and leading them into a heist. Played uh, by Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise. Love me some Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise uh, up in the house. <laughs> so basically, uh, the ne'er-do-wells uh, are all trying to get Nick who is, of course, Rudy, um, to help them take on a Christmas heist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he just kind of begrudgingly goes through and actually tries to help them make this heist happen. And so that, that's basically the setup of the yeah. movie. Because they think that he used to work at the casino that they're robbing and has inside information. So he's really just making stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. And so there are things that happen that... It's like a mistaken identity, fish out of water kind of thing, because Rudy, played by Ben Affleck, is a car thief. He knows nothing about casinos or heists or anything like this. Uh, And so a lot of things ensue and a lot of twists and turns happen. And that's basically the movie. Now, the original version of this movie uh, was like 20 minutes longer, but... uh, it actually was reviewed very poorly. And so it was originally scheduled for a 1999 Christmas release, which I think would have helped this movie a lot because, again, it's a Christmas movie because it takes place at Christmas. Mm. But it was delayed until February. It didn't even release at Christmas? It didn't even release at Christmas, Grayson. Uh-huh. Like, that's... I think that... <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I think that that... Uh, I think that's something that uh, really hurt the movie even more um, than what it was. And so, um, with a budget of $42 million, uh, it earned a box office of $32 million. Oh, that's that's fewer millions yeah. 
Although it was, this was the last film by director John Frankenheimer, who made his name with the original Manchurian Candidate, and uh, he, he had been around for a long time, but unfortunately, Frankenheimer passed away two years after this. There was a, the director's cut, then, I assume, is what you're referring to. The extra 20 minutes right. was in that version. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this, this, was, uh, this was the last Frankenheimer film. I feel like it's easier for the sake of our conversation to just refer to these characters by the celebrity that played them because there, there there's so many like confusing um, like mistaken identities and people lying about their names and who's who they are. Yeah. There are double and triple crosses. Oh yeah. They got more crosses in this than a a moonshine label. Now, before we go ahead and go into our review, because, again, we have not seen this movie before, so there's a lot to discuss. Um, I There's not a lot of research on this movie. It feels like the studio who made it is trying to bury whatever information is around it. So I did some research, Grayson. And, and so reindeer games is a colloquial expression generally yeah. used for the bullying activities of a clique or festivities around the Christmas season. Because of the song. Right, right. Oh, yeah, because the reindeers had their own clique, and they wouldn't let Rudolph join any reindeer games. Yep, yep. And so that's the history that we have. So Wow. <laughs> it was a nominee for a Teen Choice Award. Uh, ben Affleck got nominated for a choice actor in a film. Choice well, I guess, actor. I guess 18 is a teen, so sure, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then for the World Stunt Awards, which I always enjoy the Stunt Awards. I think those are, I mean, there's danger to them. Um, oh, yeah. For the they're Stunt Awards. Stunting. Uh, St- stunning. <laughs> there's, that dress is stunting. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, they're Taurus Awards is what they're called. Uh, it got nominated for two of them, uh, and oh. rightfully so, I think. Best Firework. Um, not like pff, firework, but like working with fire went to Ernie mm. Jackson for the oh, full, yeah. full burn in a casino um, where he's in the Santa suit and then <laughs> just completely on fire and falls Com- out the window. Completely on fire. Uh, yeah, a firefall. You're going to get an, a nomination for that. And then um, best work in a vehicle went to Jacob Rupp and David Jaycox uh, for the double car hit. Uh, that happens there. So uh, where the car crashes through the casino. Um, Stunts are really great. And I will say it has a very strong open, uh, this movie. Uh, So just opening on five dead Santa Claus figures uh, scattered around this area, it it gets your attention. And so uh, I... I was intrigued from the beginning because you just, <laughs> I've never seen that where you just a bunch of dead Santas and then six days earlier. That's like, what happened in six days? Um, so yeah, there, there's a lot of interesting elements to it, but those stunts uh, got them some recognition and, oh, yeah. and rightfully so. Now, if you're new to this podcast, we, we, we don't tend to review things harshly. Um, we, we say every every movie is a miracle, and that we are going to find the good in the movie. We will um, find the good in the movie, but I also feel like we have a responsibility to react honestly. Oh yes, one hundred percent. What a confusing movie! But uh, here's here's what I wrote, and I just feel like this perfectly embodies the movie experience. 
this movie literally has everything. It's like if Michael Bay tried to make a Hallmark Christmas movie. Like, oh that's gosh. what this movie is. Because you... You, 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 because the movie very clearly wanted to be Die Hard. I mean, if you look mm-hmm. at the movie posters, if you look at the Reindeer Games original movie poster and the Die Hard original movie poster side by side, it's literally that meme of, hey, can I copy your homework? Sure, just make it look like you didn't copy <laughs> off of me. And it's the same. Um, but uh, I mean, this movie. The comedic lines in the movie were hilarious. Like, one of my favorite moments is 30 minutes in. He's like, they've got a Santa load of cookies. And then he says, take him. What about the tree? You want that too? Pause. Yeah. And so they just they take, take the cookies and the trees. Um, and then the needle drop happens exactly at 29 minutes and 35 seconds. Well, I read your letters, convict. Don't play no reindeer games with me. Somebody, Somebody once told me. Uh, and then, I mean, it, it, the, just the whole premise is just mistaken identity. I, I really thought that this movie was a comedy mm-hmm. um, or like a dark comedy. Like, I really feel like if they wanted to, they could have done for reindeer games what Tommy Wiseau did for The Room, which is like, Meant it, meant it entirely. Mm-hmm. It's a dark comedy. If you're laughing at it, it's because we wanted you to laugh at it. Yeah, it really is a case where I think they would have been better served to push it one direction, like one degree more serious or one degree uh, less serious. But they, uh, oh man, I think the most confusing thing to me is how much I love this cast. Like, Ben oh, Affleck, yeah. James Frain, who I, I love James Frain. He, he pops up in a lot of the stuff that I watch. Um, uh, I mean, it's the fun cameo by Isaac Hayes. And Charlize Theron, I, I love Charlize Theron. I think she's amazing in everything she does. Um, this is four years after That Thing You Do, which was one of her really like early notable roles. Um, and then she really skyrocketed with a lot of stuff. I mean, she was in... Mighty Joe Young and the Astronaut's Wife. And she did Cider House Rules right before Reindeer Games. But if you look at like the work that she did, like the the chronology of all of her work, Reindeer Games was really at the beginning of her just completely taking off. Um, like she did, what, one, two, three, four films that came out in 2000 and Reindeer Games was the first of those. So she's doing this. She did uh, The Yards. Wait, she played someone named Erica Soltz. Oh, I thought <laughs> I thought she I thought she played Eric Stoltz in The Yards, but she played Erica Stoltz. But after that, she did Men of Honor and The Legend of Bagger Vance, all in the same year as this movie. Wow. Um, so I do think this is it's cool to see her towards the beginning of her film career before she's won the Academy Awards and and all that. And it's just that I can appreciate it for for that aspect of it because it, it's such an interesting collection of people. I mean, Gary Sinise, who had been nominated for Forrest Gump, plays a great bad guy. We have uh, Donald Logue, who's in this, who I 
really appreciate from uh, from Gotham. He he kind of played the the partner to Jim Gordon on Gotham. Uh, yeah. which it was fun to see him with James Franigan, who plays Galavan on Gotham. Um, and both of them have Batman problems, so <laughs> it was it was really fun to just see this this amalgamation of people. Oh, plus you also have Dennis Farina uh, playing Jack Bangs. He's the casino owner. And yeah, I, I think Dennis Farina's career is just incredible. I mean, from uh, snatch and, and get shorty and midnight run. Like he always plays the same guy, but I love watching him so much. And so you have all of these aspects where it feels like, you're pulling together actors that really specialize in different kinds of movies, which is fine. That's not a problem. But the move, the story itself is so, wait, wait, let me, okay, okay, okay. That <laughs> there's the tone issue, I guess, oh, is yeah. the main thing. Like, I, I love the heist, like the actual heist I was a big fan of and like the way that they figure out problems. I think there are aspects to this that make it... One of those where you can't rewatch it with the family every Christmas, nope. uh, which is really the only job of a Christmas movie is yep. to get the family to watch it every year. Absolutely. Uh, but I think ultimately that's where this movie faltered. It's just a few scenes where they, they kind of tripped over themselves. And I don't know if Reindeer Games was really the right name for it. If I had to second take title this, yeah. I'm going with Santa Cons. Well, we also just had SantaCon in DC, so it's top of my mind. But I think SantaCons, yeah, it it fits. It's yeah. true to the story. I yeah, I, I totally agree because like this movie isn't that far off from being something on the same level of Die Hard for me. Right. Like, yeah. I I was thinking if they would have done it like a I'll be home for Christmas kind of thing. Um, where Ben Affleck's motivation is more strongly tied to like, hey, I'm going clean. Um, hey, dad, like he has a conversation with his dad, like, dad, I will be home for Christmas. I'm getting released. And then his whole thing is like, oh, well, I'm mistaken identity. I got pulled into this heist or whatever. Um, and it's about that. I think that would have been a stronger pull. Um, Ricky, yeah. I would be remiss. Okay. Miss in my duties of listing the cast if I didn't say the words Danny Trejo. Danny I, Trejo. I left him off the original list and I felt horrible about it. I want to make sure I got that. And Danny Man. Trejo playing the most interesting henchman in cinema history. Yeah. The guy's and going to night review- school. I want to see that movie. I want to see Henchman Night School. Him and the henchman and Inspector Gadget. There it goes. Sorry, we jumped our uh recast remake real quick uh it's that for me i I totally uh, agree that it it could have been in the same realm of of die hard it's just those non and i'm not saying every movie has to be family friendly we would definitely have not i mean we we have reviewed movies that are patently not family friendly but i think that's a really tough sell for a christmas film grayson yeah i would be remiss Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would be remiss if uh-huh, I, uh, uh-huh. I, I I also forgot to mention someone who uh, is in the cast of this movie. Ashton Kutcher. 
Oh my goodness! Makes the most bizarre cameo. Thank you for saving us on that. Yes, Ashton Kutcher. That's he what I'm talking about. It was pretty early in the morning. The tone shifted so often. Like the funny moments really hit me because of how stable. It's like this is a really serious movie, and then you go on to intimidating someone by throwing darts at them. Yeah, and I'm just Hashtag like Hashtag dart you puncture. <laughs> Yeah. And I, I did some research. The MPAA really didn't like that scene. And so they had to fight the MPAA on getting that scene to stay with the R rating instead of like worse than the R. Huh. Uh, I wonder if they didn't like it because it's something that's incredibly doable. You know I, what I mean, like, see, yeah. Uh, well, and it's this is see, this is the thing. The the comedy of it's kind of covered up too. Because uh, when they pulled him out, do you. Do you hear what he, what Ben Affleck said as they lay him down on the bed? What when Charlize Theron's like, what Barely. happened? He said he had some points to make. <laughs> yeah! Boom, doo, doo. I got another second take title for you. Ready? Heist, but it's H I C E D. You know what? You know what else I'd call it? Head cannon. Head cannon. <laughs> Actually, make a terrible title. No, it doesn't even track. Uh, Headcan is a part of the show where we share a few unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. So, this is really the thing that I think will ground this movie. All I want for Christmas is for us to not double up on this headcanon. <laughs> so, I, go ahead. I highly doubt it. All uh, right. So. Spoiler alert for uh, Reindeer Games, assuming that you've made it this far and didn't already watch it. So, Charlize Theron does not a double cross, but a triple cross. She's a very good actor because she convinces people of all these different things. My headcanon is that after her death, um, she actually survived and then had a thriving acting career as Charlize Theron. And that's her origin (laughs) story. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because she's a very good actor. Yeah. Very good. That's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I tried to spin something around the, the Charlie's Theron uh, universe where it was like, oh, this could be like the origin story for Fury Road. Because in, in there, she, oh. in Fury Road, she you know drives a semi, and in this one, a semi drives her. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. But it didn't really work out. Timeline was too messy. Uh, speaking of Fury, so Rudy, he does things with cars. Oh, not the football player from... So sorry. Yes, no. Uh, Ben Affleck's character, uh, Rudy, he, um, I think, went on to join the Fast and Furious franchise as an unnamed uh, car tech. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, the cars always show up just like, oh, this is a car that does room room things. I think Rudy would be the one who's like, hey, listen, I'm not going to be a car thief. I'm going to be a car guy. Mechanic? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, mechanic. That's the term. Uh, he's going to be a mechanic. And so he helps soup out um, most of, if not all, the cars uh, mm-hmm. in the Fast and Furious franchise that we don't see. Yeah, we could have really Tokyo drifted this whole movie. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that's what made me think of it is like uh, almost like Fast and Furious 2, where it's like a side story that's kind of like a detour from the original franchise, but like still part of it without like the whole main cast. And I really could see like 
Rudy will return and Fast 9. It's like, wait, what? What's, what does that mean? What's Fast 9? 2,000 audiences are wondering. I love that. Um, and I think if they had just leaned into that choice, then the final scene, just everyone at the dinner table, it, it's it's Michelle Rodriguez. It's Vin Diesel. Yeah. It, it's Paul Walker. It's all of them. Uh, I'd love that. And he's like, <laughs> thank you, everyone. Oh, man. It's so great. I celebrate Christmas 12 days at a time. <laughs> yeah. My Ben Affleck impression is me just speaking a little louder. <laughs> I think that's Ben Affleck's Ben Affleck impression. Hi, everyone. I'm Ben Affleck. <laughs> Welcome to Christmas. For my headcanon, and this is why I was so worried we were going to have the same thing. For my headcanon, I had that this is the sequel to Geely, because tonally, very similar. Uh, I yeah. feel like you know, yeah. one just, it's left hand, right hand, as far as tone and action. Wow, um, you're right. And so, spoiler alert for Geely, when we left Geely... <laughs> Previously on Geely. He gave his car to Ricky... And they they drove off. He, I mean, they went off together eventually. But, you know, if they go their separate ways, I could see, you know, Ricky keeps the car. So that just means that uh, Rudy here is, is forced to steal cars uh, to get around, get, get yeah. from L.A. to Michigan. Yeah. I, I think he got busted for it and he, and he, he got put away for, for five years. What really connects this to the to the Geely verse is what's one of the first things Rudy does when he gets free? He goes and has a giant slice of pie, and Ooh, uh, I think wow. he's had a hankering for it ever since we had our walk and walk on. He got some of that pecan pie. Oh man, as wow. they say, yeah. Wow. Once I locked into that, a, a lot of things kind of crystallized. For yeah, me. really, it's just plug and play at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just a very Geely Christmas. <laughs> very All right, now we're going to go to the part of the show where we like to talk about recasts and remakes. Recast, remake. If this movie were to be remade today, who would you cast? What would the storyline be? I would try to stick to the Die Hard formula. Sure. Um, dead Hard, uh, <laughs> where basically it's. He gets roped into a heist. I would love the love letter thing to be the same thing, except that, and this is what I thought the movie was, is that Ben Affleck wrote about all the things that his cellmate did because it was a worse crime than his murder and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he does write this letter. And so he's like, I read your letters uh, convict. He's like, that wasn't me. That was my cellmate. And so he tries to pretend to be this person to basically still impress Charlize Theron's character. I thought that that was what the movie was going to be and not just, I'm going to take over someone else's identity. Like, that thing was, you know, not great. But like, that, I thought that that would have been a sweeter movie. And it would have mm-hmm. been like, hey, I did this for love and and maybe they actually do start to fall for each other without Charlize Theron saying no like yes it, this is something I did like I wrote to convicts and you know I tricked them into joining heists or being a part of these heists but maybe there was actually a relationship that formed there because they both deal with people who don't think the best of them but they actually looked out and cared for each other and 
if it were to be remade today, I would focus on that and then yeah. it being about that. And maybe they actually do get away together and start a life a little bit happier. And it's it can still be a rated R movie with um, maybe all the violence. And I, I, I just think that that I think that that could be there and it could also be a dark comedy, but it doesn't it doesn't need to be as dark throwy. <laughs> um, sure. Sure. But yeah, so so that's the storyline I would go with. Um, as far as the uh, characters, I'm going to pull from um, one of my favorite castings. I really think that um, Jake Johnson uh, would be a really great Rudy. Oh, nice. And then, honestly, Charlize Theron. Like, she stays the same. Um, yeah. And um, I, I think that Jake Johnson as Rudy would be great, just as like a begrudging uh you know, someone who goes into a heist is like, all right, well, well, here, here's here's what you do. And he just like he tries to like pull the heist off solely just to impress someone who he's interested in. Well, and I think if you lean more into the holiday comedy aspect of it, that that really plays a lot, especially when he's like looking at the hand drawn map and he's, he'd be like, oh, no, no, I can't. Uh, they, mm. You know, he had been talking about renovating yep. and he, he did it. <laughs> Good for him, man. Like, good for him. But, uh, yeah, the buffet table is in the wrong spot. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think he would nail that tone and be like, oh, okay, yeah. I, I get what kind of... I get the, what we're going for here. Right. Yeah, for my remake, um, I it's crazy that you said Jake Johnson um, because I had Max Greenfield for Ben nice. Affleck's character. Yep. I, I, think, I think it'd be a nice uh, transition role for him. Uh, kind of like his cameo that he had in American Horror Story. Where you're oh. like Schmidt, and then he's like very much not Schmidt. Um, I think it, I think it'd be good for him. Um, and for Charlize Theron's character, uh, I had Scarlett Johansson. Um, I think nice. that kind of uh, like duplicitous role would be really great. Um, yeah, she could definitely pull that off. And then for Gary Sinise, at first I had James McAvoy. Um, <sighs> Just because his intensity, yeah, yeah. He's, he's got a lot of that. But then I was thinking like, oh, but for like the kind of like rugged truckerness that Gary Sinise brought to this, yep. uh, I had Josh Holloway, which I don't know if I've seen in a film since uh, the one, the, the, the Mission Impossible that he was in, but he was uh, Sawyer on Lost. Nice. And I just yeah, think yeah. Uh, maybe it's just the long hair that I was going with, <laughs> but um, I thought he would be really good because... I mean, spoiler for Reindeer Games, uh, the, finding out that these truckers, that they they wouldn't have done this had they not been pushed into it, I think he could play more of that that side of, I have reservations about what we're doing here. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Gary Sinise can bring that as well. That's just not the direction that they had throughout the piece because they want it to be such a shock whenever these 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 twists happen but i just think all of those actors could could very much embody this but for the main three i mean these are three leads that are part of the vampire blood club because they look the same like you could take these are three people that don't understand the 10-year challenge photos they're like uh it's the same picture (laughs) and i don't know what you want from me yeah so you could literally (laughs) just do a shot for shot remake uh with the same actors and i think absolutely i think it would play um you wouldn't even need that marvel age sliding technology (laughs) um but yeah i for the actual remake of it 
I leaned more into the title Reindeer Games and mm-hmm. thought it would be really interesting. Still make it a heist movie, he- heist movie, but make the whole thing like Ocean's Eleven or Reservoir Dogs, where yes. we're following that group and all of the code names are the different reindeers. Like that's all it has nice. to be. And one of them is a one of them's a mole. One of them's uh, yeah. working for the casino or whatever. Blitz I think that'd be the mole. I knew it. Yeah, I mean, uh, a Polar 11, whatever it is, like, I, I think it would be uh, a lot of fun. Um, and then this, it sets it up for a sequel where you're checking it twice. So I think, I think they could have, like Die Hard, had a, some longevity to this, to this idea, had it kind of been tweaked a little bit, maybe less set up, more of the actual heist, more of the actual relationship amongst the henchmen, Let's follow him to night school, see Danny yes. Trejo improving yes. his life as a henchman. But yeah, I, I think that casting was not the issue here. Amazing cast. No. It's just uh, it's some of the, the execution and, and story points where you're like, oh, I'd be interested in exploring this in a different way. I feel like uh, if this were a true adaptation of this, the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer song, yeah. That it would be he gets out of prison, tries to join up with his old crew, but they won't let him. And oh. so he inadvertently tags wow. on to a heist that they're pulling and somehow saves the day. And him showing up at that time is what makes the heist successful. They wouldn't let him play in the reindeer games. That's really good. That would have been amazing. Oh, I love it. They all walk in one by one. They put their Santa costumes on the desk. They say, I don't heist unless Rudy heists. Sorry, I'm on the wrong Rudy. I'm I'm on the wrong Rudy. And then he goes into the heist. Uh, He's not really doing well, but everyone's cheering for him. Wrong. Sorry. They they let him just do the the final spin of the the vault. You can drive the getaway car. Yeah, just the the last lap. All right, now we're going to go into our final segment where we give you our reasons to recommend. So, Grayson, why would you recommend Reindeer Games? Now, Ricky, I I confess, I have been harsher on this movie than maybe any other movie we've done. And I feel badly about that because I do still hold the philosophy that every movie is a miracle. It's amazing that it got made. How many movies every year just don't get picked up? And they executed on this with a dynamite cast. So I recommend this movie because there are genuinely funny moments like the cowboy disguise. I laughed out loud at like the (laughs) cowboy disguise. But that's also because I wanted it to be more that movie. I wanted them. I mean, it kind of ended up being that with the Santa stuff. Um, And so I there's this charm in the comedy uh, that I just want more of, but the, the stuff they do have is really, is really fun. Um, You got a cast that is stacked with Oscar nominees and winners. Um, Some of them future winners. uh, Some of them had, had already been nominated and and whatnot, but it's uh, a great cast, but ultimately I recommend this movie because of Charlize Theron. She is a powerhouse in this movie and she's able to command scenes that she's just on the sidelines really for like yeah. the plot of the scene. She is still in complete control of that scene and, and she brings an intensity and an intrigue to the character that um, I, I feel like other actors just 
could have phoned in uh, and, and they would have played this as a very one dimensional character, not her. Yeah. Her character has depth. It ha- the, her character has things that she's trying to actively pursue. And so she plays all of that. And um, she really is one of the best parts about this movie. And finally, uh, it's, it, it is a creative heist film that I it's there's stuff in here that I've never seen in another movie, like shooting your way up out of a frozen lake. I don't recall really seeing that. I'm sure maybe it has happened in another movie. I can't think of it similarly with like the bunch of dead Santas. Like that's really <laughs> interesting. Um, and the, the dart throwing thing, like seeing Gary Sinise throw darts at Ben Affleck. Yeah. I have not seen that in another movie. So oh, that's in the deleted scenes of uh, Forrest Gump. That's, oh, uh, Oh, that's just like, forget this. I'm picking up <laughs> ping pong. Um, so I really, I really do think that there are unique things about this movie, but I, I think ultimately reindeer games, it, it's focal point is the actors. I recommend this movie for the cast. I, I agree. Cause I mean, here's the thing. Uh, it, have you ever seen the movie uh, Shoot 'Em Up with Clive Owen and oh, Paul Giamatti? Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. No. So that movie, I remember watching it um, around the time it was released, or not in theaters, but I rented it from Hollywood Video. And that movie, I was so fascinated by it. Like, I watched the behind the scenes, every single extra feature I watched. And they basically said, we wanted to make a live action Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> and And that's what they did. It's. It's a little over, like, there's a point in time where Clive Owen takes a raw carrot, bites into it, talks to Paul Giamatti and says, what's up, Doc? Like, to that degree. And even the premise of that movie, just read it on IMDb. It's a treat. You're like, what? They made this movie? Uh, This kind of ambition is what I think this movie could have done. I think that with a few tweaks, this movie could have been the live action Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, um, like rated R action adaptation that could have been a uh, a diehard level Christmas classic. And I think it was just missing a few key ingredients. Um, and, and that's why I would recommend it. Because even though it's missing a couple of things, there are so many different storylines that they could have picked up on. And in fact, um, if you're looking for some more material uh hallmark or freeform's 25 days of christmas originals um just watch this movie and you will have a new 25 days of christmas just based off of this movie alone mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. redemption stories you have stories of love under false pretenses you have trying to um pull off an incredible feat in one night, it's the Santa story, and it's a bunch of other things, and it's it just it does have a lot going on, and I think it was pun always intended robbed of a Christmas release. Um, otherwise, I think it actually would have done better in the box office simply because it was a movie that came out during Christmas. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely think it's still worth a watch because it is ambitious, but it is also very unique, and honestly unlike any other movie I've ever seen. And uh, really great stunts. Yes. Yeah. They got the nomination for the stunts. So if you want to see Santa catch on fire, (laughs) watch 
reindeer games. Yes, that's resting on an open fire. <laughs> yeah, we got the license for that. And that is our review of the 2000 movie Reindeer Games. And let us know what you remember about Reindeer Games on our social media. On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, we are at Flashback Flicks. And it would mean... Um, it would mean... A hot cup of cocoa and pecan pie. Pecan, pecan? They say pecan. pecan. Yeah. Pecan pie. Uh, it would mean that to us if you could leave us a rating and review on your podcasting platform of choice on a scale of one to five alive or dead Santas. That sounds sad. Oh, um, yeah. Five <laughs> Santas. Always five. Always five. <laughs> on a scale of one to five Santas will just leave their life status up to you. And be sure to tune in next time right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind.